0: Please pray with me and join in the prayer of illumination. Eternal God, you have made us in your image, Imago Dei. Let our hearts, minds and spirits be turned to you in this time so that the Holy Spirit may bring us closer to the word, amen. Our first reading today comes from the New Revised Standard Edition of the Old Testament. In the book of Psalms, Psalm 128, verses 1 through 6. Psalms 128, verses 1 through 6. Listen for the word of the Lord. The happy home of the faithful, a song of ascents. Happy is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be happy, and it shall go well with you. Your spouse will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus shall the person be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. The word of the Lord thanks be to god
1: good morning morning. our new testament reading comes from the book of romans chapter 8 verses 26 through 39 listen once again for the word of the lord likewise the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know how to pray as we ought But that very Spirit intercedes with groanings too deep for words. And God, who searches hearts, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not withhold his own son but gave him up for all of us, how will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Jesus Christ who died or rather who was raised who is also at the right hand of God who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of God of Christ? Will affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep, to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than victorious through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious triune God, thank you for your word that strengthens us. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity once again to proclaim your word. Use me, O Lord, as your vessel to speak the truth. Bless those who hear your word, that they might believe in Christ and receive eternal life. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Today's sermon title is, God Will Work It Out. God Will Work It Out. This is a passage from Paul's letter to the Christians in Rome. The purpose of his letter was to introduce himself to them with the hope that one day he might see them face to face. In today's reading, Paul gives an explanation of the redemption found in Christ by God's grace and God's inescapable love for God's people. The passage passage exudes Paul's confidence in our triune God that is found in the grace of our Lord Jesus, the loving God and communion of the Holy Spirit. In his letter to the Romans, uh, uh, to the Christian Romans, he defends the faith and pours out his theology with love and compassion. Paul's words are timely assurance of the triune God's love during peaks and valleys of life. God is omnipresent in good times and bad times. The Christians in Rome would need this letter for encouragement because within a few years of receiving Paul's letter, they would experience persecution firsthand. Illness, distress, persecution, imprisonment, and death all of which Paul wrote about in his letter Paul wrote about weakness but he was not talking about any kind of weakness at least not the weakness that first comes to mind like I'm stronger than you type of weakness or being weak-minded when Paul spoke of weakness he spoke about the state of not yet being fully redeemed. Not yet being fully redeemed? Well, what does that mean? When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, are you not fully redeemed? The answer is yes. We are redeemed. We hang in the balance of the already redeemed by God's grace in our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but not yet in receipt of the promised glory to come when we are resurrected to eternal life. Paul says the Spirit helps us when we are in such a state of weakness that we don't begin to know how or what to pray. Jesus said the Holy Spirit to intercede for us with groans that words cannot express. And God, who searches hearts, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. According to Bible scholars, Spirit-inspired prayer is a key part of the experience of inaugurated eschatology. Zechariah 12 and 10 says, I will pour out a spirit of compassion and supplication on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem so that when they look at the one whom they have pierced, they shall mourn him as one mourns for one only child and weep bitterly over him as one weeps over a firstborn. The spirit of compassion or grace and supplication produce mourning in the midst of the promised glory. So, we are thankful to God who provides the spirit in our weakness to pray with us and for us as we wait on the promised glory of our own resurrection to eternal life. All of creation groans with the spirit, as we await the kingdom to come. Have you ever cried out to God? Have circumstances brought you to your knees in tears in an incomprehensible prayer? We are weak in suffering. Human beings have been weak in suffering and in this state since the fall of man with Adam in the Garden of Eden. We were born into sin because of our sin, uh, our sinful nature. We work hard and toil all the days of our lives until our bodies fail us, or tragedy by man or nature strikes us, and our earthly bodies return to the ashes and dust from whence they came. Many people in our nation are weak and suffering. According to John Hopkins Medicine's latest statistics, which are available from the National Institute of Mental Health Disorders, an estimated 26% of Americans age 18 and older, that is one in four adults, suffers from diagnosable mental illness disorder in a given year. Many people suffer from more than one mental disorder at a given time, in particular, depressive illness tends to co-occur with substance use and anxiety disorder. Approximately nine and a half percent of American adults ages 18 and over will suffer from a depressive illness each year. Most people who commit suicide have a diagnosable mental disorder, most commonly depressive disorder or substance use disorder. This is just one way in which we are weak in suffering. Some populations of our world are weak in suffering. Is it not, it is not uh, news to us today that death occurs around the world even in this very moment. People young and old and every age in between are suffering from incurable illnesses and diseases. Many people succumb to homelessness and starvation. Children and adults alike are victims of human trafficking, gun, and gang violence. Many lives are lost as warring nations like Ukraine and Russia and other nations experiencing conflict and civil unrest relentlessly attack one another over land, power, and money. Yet babies are being born Weddings are being celebrated and as Christians we live and enjoy God's creations in the hope of our own salvation through Jesus Christ. We are weak and suffering and live in the already but not yet promise of glory. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also, pre, uh, he also justified. And those who he justified, he also glorified. And we know that all things work together for those who love god who are called according to his purpose god will work it out this does not mean that because you are a christian that everything in your life will go well this does not mean that as christians you will not experience trials and tribulations But what it does mean is God will work it out, just like he worked it out for Joseph, being left by his brothers to die in the well, to becoming in charge of all of Egypt. God will work it out. Sometimes when we read this verse, we stop at, and we know that all things work together for God for, for good, for those who love God. And we forget about the last part of the verse, who are called according to his purpose. Not your purpose, not my purpose, but God's purpose. God has a plan because God knew you before you came into being. And Paul expands on this idea in verses 29 and 30 when he spoke about predestination. This is not the predestination in the sense of some people are predestined for heaven or others are predestined to hell. No, it is predestination meaning that God first loved us and when we respond to God's loving invitation and reciprocate the love of God, we are predestined to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. And let me tell you, It ain't easy being a Christian. It is hard work for those whom he predestined that he called, and those that he called he justified, and those whom he justified he glorified. It was not easy for Joseph, who was left for dead at the bottom of the well, to get the position of being in charge of Egypt. And it will not be easy for us to reach the promised glory But God's got a purpose for you and me. God's got a plan, and God will work it out. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? Paul was very thoughtful and very intent on making his letter to the Christians in Rome clear about God's overwhelming love for us And what that means for us in our greatest weakness and suffering. God sacrificed his one and only son for us. And since God did that, there is nothing God won't do for us. I like how uh, how Paul posed a series of questions in verses 31 and following. But did not answer the question because the answer to all of the questions is no one. Instead, Paul gives the reason why the answer to each question is no one. No one is against us because God is for us. No one will bring any charge against us because God justifies. God is sovereign. No one will condemn us because Jesus paid it all, defeated death, and sits on the right hand of God the Father on our behalf. And no one, nothing, will separate us from the love of Christ. And the scripture gives examples of all that might separate us from God, but none are able to thwart the love of Jesus Christ. Because we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. No one and nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord, because his love is inescapable. Friends in Christ, God wants us to live and work and grow more like Christ as we wait, await the promised glory and God's inescapable love will sustain us over time. Some might think, with all that is going on in the world today, how will God's love sustain us through this difficult waiting period? First, we must remember, And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. God has a plan for you and me. God already worked it out. Everything you need to to know to be conformed into the likeness of Christ is written in God's word, the Bible. Somebody say, the Bible isn't just for Sundays. The Bible is the manual for living here on earth, as well as the manual for for preparation for eternal life with Christ. When you read the Bible, you will be encouraged by the history of God's covenant relationship with his people. Reading the Bible helps you to walk closer with God. It builds your faith in believing that Christ died and was raised for us so that we might have eternal life. Reading the Bible is essential to learning how to live a Christian life. Also, God's plan through Jesus was to send a helper, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was sent so that when we pray, the Spirit intercedes for us. Too often, we take prayer for granted. Prayer is the means by which we communicate with God and most of the time we only use it in a crisis situation. God longs to be in relationship with us and communicating with God is key. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. God desires to answer all of your, your prayers. God wants to hear from you in good times and in bad times. Your purpose as God's good creation is to glorify God, so pray to God daily, several times a day. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to fervent prayer. Give God the glory in and out of season through prayer. Finally, friends, in Christ, work and service in the world to God's glory. We are the hands and feet of God in this world. Let the Lord use you to God's will. God has blessed each of us with gifts and talents that are to, use to, help, are to be used to help others. And every day is an opportunity to use these gifts and talents to glorify him. And God will always be there to help us in our work and service. This reminds me of the response we have when we profess or reaffirm our faith and devote ourselves to to our church and the teachings, to the work and fellowship as faithful members of a congregation in prayer and service. For one another in the body of Christ. And that response is, I will with God's help. Brothers and sisters, when you are weak and feeling down, don't look to yourself, but look to God. God will work it out. When you are suffering in your mind, your body, and spirit, look no further than to Jesus and find hope for your salvation because our God will work it out. When you are surrounded by the enemy on every side, pray to God who searches hearts and knows what is in the mind of the spirit. God will work it out. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am convinced that nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.